Hey guys, I want to welcome you to the weekly Wednesday for the Financial Freedom Newsletter, where every week, every Wednesday, we delve into something inspirational, motivational, something excerpt taken from the Financial Freedom Weekly Newsletter. Wherever you are, if you're listening on Spotify, on iTunes, Google, be sure to click the like, subscribe, share, comment. Without ado, let's get into the show. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Welcome, everybody, to this week's podcast episode for the Financial Freedom Podcast, and I'm your host, Dr. Christopher Liu. And as you know, I talk about four different types of freedom, time, financial, location, uh, and health freedom. And in that light, I'm always interviewing entrepreneurs, creators, influencers on the cutting edge, changing the world. So today we have Cheris. She's going to talk to us all about finding better life balance. She's also has a um, personal connection with the uh, medical profession. And today's talking all about um, how to achieve work-life balance in today's hectic world. Cheris, welcome. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. I'm thrilled to be here. Yes. And um, you you have a very interesting story. And um, uh, tell us more about your background and how you got started. Okay. Yeah. So um, for me, I, uh, my family, well, first of all, I had this really great childhood. My parents were entrepreneurs and I watched them build a business from scratch and watch it grow. And, you know, just saw that, that typical American dream, to be honest, that hard work, effort, put in the hours, extra hours and build the thing from scratch, try a bunch of different things and then find the thing that works and, and, put in all the effort. And that was very exciting. Um, And I modeled after them and became quite a high achiever myself and, you know, went after a lot of awards and accolades and things in school and then went off to college and we were celebrating my dad's 50th birthday with a hot air balloon ride. It, I was in uh, Southeastern Washington state desert area of Washington, actually. Some people think it's all like Seattle, but this is very hot, dry desert area. It'd been really hot that day. We went up in the air and had this beautiful ride in the evening, but because it'd been so hot, there were some issues with the air currents as it was cooling down and we had trouble with our landing and the hot air balloon pilot, um, you know, basically yelled at all of us, like, hold on, we're going to hit really hard, brace yourself. And we did, we hit the ground violently and bounced. And my dad ultimately ended up rolling out of the basket and um, his foot got caught on a cord and it drug him the length of a football field through corn and alfalfa fields and then lifted him up in the air. And I remember looking over the edge and seeing him hanging there suspended about 15 plus feet in the air, just hanging by his foot. And it was a terrifying experience. I was about 19 years old. It was the summer after my freshman year of college. And this was a very 
the most life-changing pivotal moment of, you know, for me at some point, somehow, I don't remember the details of how the heck we did end up landing, but we got ourselves to the ground racing over to him, me and my family. And he was on the ground, you know, not moving. Fortunately, he was conscious and he, he saw me, how upset I was. And this will tell you that just the, the type of person he was and father, he looked at me, seeing me just completely, I mean, I don't even know how to describe it. Um, I, I was just a wreck. And he said, you should see the other guy. He, he basically cracked a joke. And um, the short story is he became paralyzed he, or that paralyzed him. It broke his neck. And then it led my mom into drinking and becoming an alcoholic. And um, my coping mechanism ended up being busy, busy bee, busy, busy, busy. And it started that night at the hospital. Uh, once I gathered myself and then saw the adults kind of start, you know, I didn't really consider myself an adult then. I was just barely um, about to turn 19. But then the adults started kind of realizing, oh my God, what just happened? Because I think in a tragic, you know, in a tragedy, in a crisis, adults tend to be the calm ones initially, I mean, typically, and kids tend to, to flip out more, at least that's the way this happened. And so then kind of the tables turned and I settled just a little bit. And then I saw everybody else starting to be and I just saw the fear and what was happening. And is he going to be okay? And, you know, his heart stopped beating at one point, we didn't know if there was brain damage, there wasn't, but just all these fears and all this, I mean, it was a life basically had been through this extremely scary, traumatic experience. I can look back though and tell you, you know, I remember getting into busy mode, like I'll be the one to call everyone. I'll check things off the list. I'll try to help my mom and sort it out. And that really did become a coping mechanism for me that went into a very unhealthy degree in following years and decades, you know, of overwork and trying to just go after all these external accomplishments thinking that those would be the things that would bring me satisfaction when they really don't and never do, which ultimately led me one day to um, discover life coaching as someone who needed it myself. I'd been in therapy, but I needed life coaching and I didn't realize it until I happened to cross paths with a life coach and immediately felt like I need your help. And then fast forward 10 more years after that, I tried all sorts of different healing modalities, kept up with having a coach and decided to become a coach myself. So now my focus is um, as a life balance coach and I'm certified as a fearless living coach and a certified fearless trainer. And I also am a positive intelligence trainer. All my modalities are based in neuroscience, which I've found through my experience is really important to be able to change how the nervous system responds to any types of trauma. We all have trauma. Mine is a bigger story and yet we all have things we've gone through that we remember or don't remember and for many of us like anybody who's like me that went into a coping mechanism or evolved over time to be like it's safer to just stay busy than to feel my feelings and process things that is somewhere that i want to help people climb out of and be able to have life balance and enjoy their lives and do the things they really want to do and not be overworking. Hmm. Well, we'll go. So when you, you know, from busy to balanced, what, what was the process that led you? How did you, you know, notice it? You know, um, 
you know, what, what places were you coming from and, and how did you get yourself out of it? Oh, yeah, that my, my, actually my signature program is called busy to balanced. And I thought that that was, that's really what I'm on a mission to do is help high achievers switch from that overly busy to a balanced life. And for me, it was through, well, first of all, I'd done I've therapy for a couple decades by the time I found life coaching. And it had been very helpful to me, uh, talk therapy. Uh, and yet something else I needed was coaching and other things that I've tried along the, the path, different types of therapy and other healing things to help me look forward and process things and kind of change the way I, I am in a moment versus just looking back and understanding the historical ramifications of the accident and how it affected my life and understand why I do things and where it roots from. So the life coaching really gives me tools for in the moment, how to switch things and change so that I can go after the future me, but be present. Um, different types of modalities of different types of meditation and um, different types of therapy, like EMDR therapy I did for a while too, that really helped me break through. People aren't, if any of the audience isn't familiar with what that is, it stands for eye movement, desensitization, and oh my goodness, EMDR, re I think reprocessing. There we go. And it's um, science-based and it's it's a very interesting thing you can do with dif in different ways. But the basic premise of it is that it switches between the left and right side of your brain, kind of clicks things on from one side to the other, back and forth to kind of get the whole brain on board and essentially rewire, reprocess. Like if you think about it, we have, I like to think of it like a super highway that we formed in our brain or many of them, which are our go-to ways of thinking, go-to ways of being. And they could root from very core childhood years, even when we were a baby, you know, rooting from something getting paved as a safe path of uh, certain reactions to things that we don't even remember why. Or it can also be from an incident like mine in this, in my story, where it became a coping mechanism for um, being able to just get through things. And so for me, being able to change those patterns was crucial to settle my nervous system. And I mean, those are just a handful of ways, but life coaching for sure. And and the, the techniques that I have incorporated into what I teach are a lot of those things. I mean, I don't necessarily deal with people who um, need you know, at the beginning of a discovering and, and coping with trauma and healing work in that way, it's more people come to me when, you know, they, they're aware of just that they, they want to change their life, maybe have done some personal development, um, and are ready to kind of go to the next level. And so a lot of things that we do are ways to switch the gears, kind of get the, the left brain to not be so hyper-focused into the logic, the analytical and the fear center, just being so on overdrive, got to stay busy, got to do the stuff, got to get all the, the checkout things off the list and getting the whole brain involved to give yourself some breathing room and give yourself some peace of mind. So a lot of different techniques and, and tips and tricks I learned along the way to be able to do that. And then, yeah, that's, you know, it's quite a, 
great interest in you, especially with trauma and um and how you uh heal and process and then how you get in coaches and you have this uh, thing where you if you have a you have a tip for the audience on how to quiet the sabotaging voices in the heads and have people start slowing down and taking better care of themselves uh and then t- please uh, share with the audience okay so one of my favorite things to do that is at core of my teachings is from positive intelligence and it's based in a whole lot of different types of science uh shirzad shamin developed and i'm a positive intelligence trainer so one of the the core of it is what we call a pq rep it's basically and the, the take on that is you know iq is for intelligence quotient this is for positive intelligence quotient essentially mm-hmm. so um and trying to switch things in the moment so there's basically you're focused on one of your senses like touch sight sound you know one sense right in the moment so when you're feeling a little let's say a little anxious let's say a little nervous let's say a little aggravated a little frustrated with someone or something just anything that i'm gonna just for the ease of this conversation put in the bucket of quote unquote negative feelings i'm i don't believe that feelings are negative i think that all feelings are great signals to us but let's just say a feeling that you don't you don't want to encourage and have a lot of okay and especially if it's not in a time or place where you are able to safely move it through you and process it and do whatever you need to do to do that you want to kind of set it aside for later you can focus on one sense for like even just at least 20 seconds and there's been studies to show that that can shift things for you and settle yourself so one of the simplest examples is to touch two fingerprint fingers together so be so focused when you do this so intent that you and you can shut your eyes as the the to help focus on the one sense that you choose and rub them together such that you feel the fingerprints of each of your fingers that on that surface the little ridges and if you do that for 20 seconds and you're so focused on it it gives that part of your brain that's starting to overreact it it gives you a little window to kind of come in and settle that a little bit because it redirects um so that's one example there's a lot of ways to do touch that's one example and of course breath breath work that many of you have probably heard about before you can take breaths and even put your hand on your belly if you can and feel your stomach go in and out and just really focus on that like try to not think about anything else but one of these senses that you're focused on for me i have birds outside here and um when i'm not doing a podcast episode i have my door open and i'm listening to them chirp and i will just totally zone into them for a bit and all of these techniques are proven to center yourself ground yourself settle your nervous system if you can do it longer than 20 seconds that is the best but if you can do at least 20 seconds you can start to shift and some of these things can be done when people don't even realize you're doing them you can be having a conversation be on a zoom call and do some of these things when you notice yourself just a little something whatever your thing is a little anxious a little triggered a little irritated a little starting to get a little hot under the collar whatever it is uh you can do one of these and no one needs to know you're doing it and it can switch gears for you and you don't have to shut your eyes obviously if you're in a situation like that yeah really interesting yeah it's quite interesting uh how people you know 
uh process trauma you know some people some people become overachievers you know some people need certainty um connection different things um one th- uh it's quite interesting so people listening to this podcast may be interested in following you contacting you um you know checking out your social media so how can they do that so my website is cheris your life and my name is a tricky one but you can look in the show uh, to see how it's spelled it's like the city paris but with a ch chairis cherisyourlife.com i'm at cherisyourlife on all social and i also have a free training if you want to go check it out at cherisyourlife.com forward slash free training and it's only six minutes because i know you're all busy so and i i know what that's like as you mentioned before i have this interesting connection to the medical world um my husband is an orthodontist and we met in undergrad when he was a science you know major and i was a business major and um i know what it's like to have i i was with him when he applied to dental school and went through dental school and i was with him when he applied to ortho school and went through that masters and residency and and when he associated for a few years at a practice, a couple practices, and then when he started for his office from scratch, and then when he brought in a partner. So um, I've worked in the office at different times. I did marketing for doctors over the years before I was focused on coaching. And I know um, a lot about that life because I'm living it to some degree. I'm not a doctor myself. Although I'll tell you a funny story. I um, came up one day, I think it was when he was in dental school and a pretty intense time. And I I said, you know, I think I deserve, I can give myself credit for having a DDS of, of sorts. And he's like, what do you mean? I said, I'm a dearly devoted spouse <laughs> through this process. Um, but I just want to share that because I do have that connection and that understanding of what it's like to, you know, uh, in in the medical field and what that requires of you. I see it in, with my husband every day. Yeah, yeah, great, great conversation and um, really fast, you know, very inspiring story. And for all the listeners out there, um, be sure to check out uh, Cheris's um, resources. She's on Facebook, LinkedIn, YouTube, Instagram, as well as she's got the six minute video training at uh, Cherish Your Life. And uh, thanks so much for coming onto the podcast. And thanks for a great conversation. Thank you. I hope you really enjoyed that wonderful, inspirational, motivational piece. Again, if you, wherever you are listening, if you liked it, be sure to like, comment, share, subscribe. We're on everywhere, Spotify, iTunes, Google, Amazon, Audible. And without much ado, be sure to thank this show's sponsors and we'll see you next.